go-to man. Israel Falau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fantasy XV Draft Podcast, episode 18, the podcast where we discuss Fantasy Super Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. This week we're again without Kagi, who despite trying to make hashtag bring back Kagi go viral, did not get the social media support to be reinstated. I think it's his head. Just no one likes his head. And his insights. Yeah, and the lack of them. Yeah. Super Sub Nabung's also still MIA, so that leaves you with me, Harry, as your host, and our fantasy wooden spooner, Nelson. Nelson, how are you tonight? On me. (laughs) I'm the wooden spooner? Yeah, no. you are. Sometimes you just got to let other people try and have good crack. You know, I've I've been doing too well for too many years. Yeah, sure. How many wins in the last few years? Well, how many do you mean by few? (laughs) It's few. How how many is few, Harry? (laughs) Me, that's three, open to three out of the last three. No, but I mean, fusing. Let's, move on. Let's move on. We'll get the plugs out of the way before people t- tune out, all right? So they can check out our website, thefantasyxvdraft.com. Sorry, fantasyxvdraft.com, where you can find the weekly articles, obviously the Casualty Ward, which is the one uh, that has already been posted this week. You'll also see the Fantasy Round in Review on the stock market each week as well. We're also on social media across pretty much every, every platform as Fantasy XV Draft on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we might have a Tinder account coming out soon, so just keep keep posted. We'll uh, we'll let you know. Swipe right, yeah, definitely swipe right. Is that the good one? <laughs> Is that the good thing? Yeah, I okay. think I think you can get a special one as well now. Special swipe right. Just use that on us guys. Yeah, absolutely. So the entree this week, we're going to go back through the last round's game. <clears throat> the first game of the week is the Crusaders versus the Highlanders. Um, I like the sound of my own voice, so I might just keep going if that's okay with you. No one else does, but that's good. Returning, you had Jordan Tafua on the bench uh, behind Kieran Reid, so he came back from his calf tear. You also had Owen Franks, who made his Super Rugby debut after the bye last week, having served out his ban in rounds 15 and 16. Kieran Reid obviously made his first game of the season, uh, played about 45, 47 minutes, something like that, coming back from his back surgery, so that was really good to see. You also had Liam Squire coming back with his AC joint injury and Nathan Harris coming back from paternity leave for the Highlanders as well. Um, Joe Moody also went down five minutes into the match, which brought on Croczilla, hashtag Croczilla, in his 200th game. That is big, 200. Immense, playing at uh, White Crockett Stadium for the round as well, which was awesome. And Tokalahi, just the props, just shuffling the, the decks, every single one either coming back or being injured, also injured his <coughs> knee midweek and didn't get to come onto the field. Is this his second week back or something like that from an injury as well? I'm pretty mm, sure. Yeah. He's been out for a while. Maybe a few, but not, not yeah. many. He also had Buckman um, get injured at half time and, and he went off and, and didn't come back as well. Uh, big one for us. We were surprised that there was no Davida Lee. Apparently that was just on form. Um, so we'll see what happens next week there. You also had uh, big games out of Richie Mawanga, who topped the scoreboard with 87 points. He was an absolute beast as per normal. Had a try, a try assist, a line break, 97 run meters, two offloads, and four tackle busts. So... I don't know, to me, we keep having this uh, this, this conversation about Bowden v Moanga. Moanga is just the best 5-8 going around. If he can put that form on the park for the All Blacks... Oh, he's just he's just the best 
I don't know how, how to describe him. He's he's your your Dan Carter. He's not your Carlos Spencer. He's just. I reckon he's the best of both worlds, though. Yeah, no, he, he can. Uh, he's got a bit of flair, but I mean, compared to Bodie, he doesn't have that much flair. Yeah, but Bodie Bodie's flair is more about him just being lightning quick, and I think he can do that from fullback. Richie Moana controls the game well. He bit, he breaks the line and scores oh, all the time I'm, as well. I'm not against it in the post Ben Smith era. So you've got Bodie slipping to to 15. Just let Smith play wing. They can't hold down one wing spot anyway. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. George Bridge, 57 points, came in second. The man just finishes every single opportunity. He's a freak as well, like any Crusaders player, really. Jack Goodhue, 48, and then notable mentions, Naholo, 46, and Ben from Accounts, 45, and one more, Tyrell Lomax, the prop, the young the young prop uh, Australian convert over there. He got 42 points with a good try himself as well. Uh, so good games all around. You also had Hayden Bedwell-Curtis pretty much bottom the round, their game out at eight points as a starter as well. I thought it was pretty good to see as well. Matteoli coming on. Um, he came on for Crotty but shifted to that wing and, and pulled uh, Tomonovalo into outside centre. But... God, Matteo looked good when he came on. Like, he just ignited that side of the wing because Tamanavalu, if he got the ball, he was doing nothing. And they just didn't seem like they wanted to give the ball to him. As soon as Matteo was there, he was seeming to get the ball constantly. Like, Yeah, he was awesome. But the ball didn't want to go that direction until he came on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But he, he, I, I think he also goes looking. He made that awesome break through or uh intercept i think it was through the middle of the field remember that from about 68 and then ben from accounts turned and chased and, and managed to tackle him what a try saver freaking unbelievable mind you he should have been penalized mm. for not letting go i don't know he had they, to go the player also has to place it immediately and if he, he did he, if he let it go down. then he, he can just keep going no he placed it down then yeah. ben smith has to let go he went to stand up so what in, in a one-on-one situation how can a tackler possibly win that contest they have to get back to their feet. They both have to get back to their feet to play. He, ha- They have to place it or let go, and the tackler has to let go. He placed the ball and let go of it, went to stand up, but was held so down. Was a, you think it was a penalty try? Quite potentially. Mm, I don't know. Quite potentially. Because I, was, I was happy with it. I thought it was good. He, he held it when though. he was meant to let go. Yeah. We... Um, we also thought that Scott Barrett might have a big game coming back from his All Blacks form, and he did just that for us, 33 points. <clears throat> so I thought he was really impressive as well, so it was good to see we got something right. Definitely helped along by his try, though, as well, which is also always going to uh, bump up your scores. Definitely. Um, I thought that the, the balance in the loose forwards from the Highlanders was really average. There was the try that came off down the short side. I think Bryn Hall picked it up from half, and... The Lucys just didn't get off the back of the ruck and then the back of the scrum, and then that created the hole, which ended up in a try being all the way down the short side. They just look like they didn't really know how to play together. I know they've kind of shuffled who's been playing at six and seven a fair bit this year, but to me, that combination just wasn't working. So I think they're probably going to have to go back to Hunt and I don't know. I don't, I don't know who you use there, to be honest with you, but maybe Hunt, Squire, and, and Whitelock <laughs> have to be your go-tos just because they've played together. Yeah, it's true. The balance was just wrong. Yeah. Um, anything else out of that one, Nels, for you? No, I think that's, that pretty much sums it up. Cool. So next game, Reds Rebels. Yeah, so moving right along. Um, so, I mean, what did you think of this game in terms of a spectacle? 
playing it straight off the back of the New Zealand derby was very disappointing. (laughs) Yeah, pretty disappointing, to be honest. I mean, the Reds said they were going to be there to spoil the party for the Rebels, and that is exactly what they did. Uh, Rodder returned from a shoulder injury. Tatara Faulkner returned from not quite sure what his injury was. No, I don't know what he was. Yeah, Corey Beattie, he came back from a, a, a back tweak was it last week? But he didn't really seem to do much, so maybe he's still got a bit of a tweak there. Let's use that as an excuse. Richard Hardwick, he uh, he was originally rumoured to be out for the whole season with his MCL, um, but he was back, back off the bench. And good. I saw him over the ball a couple of times as well. He's good. I, I want to see more of him he's still got in a really his Rebels there. outfit. Of course he does. That's not going to change. <laughs> um, new things, new injuries. George Smith was pulled pre-game with a knee. Aiden Toa was also pulled pre-game with a pec injury. I'm not sure if George Smith need Aiden Toa in the pec, and that was such big impact that they both got injured out of it. Maybe um, Jermaine Ainsley he tore his hammy in the match. Yeah, never. You never really hear a props tearing hammies. He definitely hadn't picked up any speed, so I don't know <laughs> how he managed that, but no. he did. And uh, Nathan Charles got run over by the Tongan Thor. Uh, did, you, and, did you see that one? Oh my god! <laughs> he got himself into the worst position. Yeah, what if was he doing with his head? If there's one bloke that you don't want to get your head in the wrong side, it's when you're bending over to try and tackle Tongan Thor. I, Those thighs are enormous. I was concerned he was never going to walk again yeah <laughs> he got munched yeah absolutely munched so he's in doubt this this coming week as well and and probably for the rest of his life for <laughs> rugby because that was that was a i hear he got hit so hard in the head <laughs> that his eyes are actually pointed forward straight afterwards he, he thought he was Lost actually his... in the soccer world cup he wasn't cross-eyed anymore <laughs> dead set <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so moving right along uh, dane hale betty come on there's one more <laughs> yeah I went from Nathan Charts. Oh, sure. Yeah, Hamlet Petty. Yeah, he had a mild knee injury. Uh, he did manage to play on for a little bit, uh, and then they pulled him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't look too bad. I think it was just precautionary. <clears throat> yep. So Tui moved to the bench, uh, and Timu moved into six. So we were thinking that Tui maybe would move into the second row, which he didn't. And Timu just, he didn't set the world alight as much this week. Mm. I don't think he did too well with his points. Um, he put which... all his energy into that death stare in that, that <laughs> pull-up. Did you see that? He yeah. looked like he wanted to absolutely murder someone. I think it took everything out of him. Yeah, he's a pretty scary-looking bloke. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Patea, he's shifted to the outside centre, shifting in from the wing. We, I think we called it. So in, in place of uh, Karevi, we expected him to be shit in defence, and he missed two of nine. <laughs> and uh, we thought he would do some... Do a little bit in attack, but no, he was pretty shy in an attack too. He did set up one. He did set up that good he try where he, yeah. he got his hands through the through the ruck and then offloaded to I mean, Lance who scored. You, you don't forgive him for being shit the whole game to set up one try. No, I. to be honest, I thought the Rebels didn't take advantage of that outside back combination. Exactly, that's something we nearly said enough. you're going to want to exploit. And they just didn't seem to even attempt it. I didn't think English ran at him once. No. What no, are they no. doing? English, I don't think he ran once. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he did. Um, yeah, so, I mean, t- to be fair, not many people did anything for the Reds. The scrum was dominant, which is, is to be expected. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Hodge looked good. It's. I wonder why the Rebels sucked so much when he was playing so good. He was the fantasy... No, he wasn't the fantasy man of the match. I think Murphy was the fantasy man of the match with 137 run metres. Hodge got 58 points with... Five tackle busts, eight, 81 run metres, two line breaks, and one try assist, which is pretty good stuff. Haylett Petty got 96 run metres, four tackle busts, but he threw a few Nick Phipps-level 
passes. So just shit house. <laughs> and bombed a few tries because of them. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it from that game. Sweet. Chiefs Brums. Chiefs Brums. Uh, new injury. Sorry. Rich, uh, oh, I got ahead of myself. <laughs> No, I didn't. So, All right. So they thought Retallick may have been clear, but he didn't get back. Um, Alan Alalatoa has a, made his comeback starting at prop from his uh, his high ankle sprain. And McCaffrey came back on the bench from his back injury as well. Um, you also had a couple of newies. Uh, I think there was a number of concussions at one sta- stage. Cusack went off. Sam Kane went off. And Fainga went off. Um, Falau Fainga passed his concussion, came back on. Sam Kane passed, but apparently is still unlikely to play this week. Uh, you also had an injury to Harris, who came off at half time. We think maybe it was just a quad cork. He had an ice pack on his quad, so it's probably again down to the fact that maybe it's he, maybe it's because he's a dad now. You know, he just softened up a bit. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> He's just said, "No, nah, man, I'm not. It's not worth it to me anymore." I get paid the same if I don't finish the game. So, <laughs> yeah. So we think that was precautionary, or, or it was the dad bod. <laughs> um, and Wainui also hurt his shoulder, looked like a stinger or something like that. But he looked pretty crap, and 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 didn't look like he was a likely one to be back next week. Mm-hmm. Um, the big takeaway point from this one is that when Genia went down for the Wallabies, Power spent a lot of time working with. Uh, Phipps, Nick Phipps, and clearly he's really <laughs> implemented his passing skills because, man, he sucked. Yeah. He threw a pass to no one. He kicked to nobody. His pass kept going above the man. He just slowed the Brumbies play down so much, and I think he was probably the biggest thing in the Brumbies play in the first half. Have we just ripped on Phipps in two games that he hasn't played? <laughs> he actually played really well this week. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But anyway, Powell, terrible. Terrible. Um, he also threw that intercept to DMAC where he mm. they had a like it was like a midfield scrum. He ran to the right hand side and quite clearly they just didn't quite get the execution right. And he had a pass that was five minutes longer than it looked like he could throw on his wrong side. And he's tried to throw it anyway. DMAC just intercepted it and they went the length. Like it was terrible, terrible play. Um, the big scores out of this one. You had Tom Banks just absolutely killing it with 75 points. He was <clears> phenomenal <throat> and just continues his good form. Had a try, a line break, line break assist. He had 203 run metres. So that's in Nyara Vora. Is he Falau good from earlier th- in the year? I think there's been three blokes or something that's got the 200 run metres yeah, this year. Yeah, you had uh, Alamalo had one, a, round, a game with 200 as well. Yeah, um, um, Nyara Vora had it twice. And no, I don't think Lamb did it. I thought Lamb had it once. No, he just... Breaks 15 tackles. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Banks also broke seven tackles of his own and threw a couple of offloads as well. So he had an absolutely ripper game. He will look good in gold. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And can kick, which is a huge problem for the Wallabies. Thank goodness. Um, we thought that the Chiefs outside backs would just shut down the Brumbies outside backs because of the fact that they're quite good in D. We were wrong. Tom Banks was really good. Henry Spate really good on 49 points as well and I think uh what's his name captain no not captain but I don't want to call him that Muirhead scored a try as well didn't he am I imagining that um Muirhead I am not exactly sure he did not I'll take it back oh I think he got close and got disallowed so we we got that one wrong which sucks um so we apologize if you listen to us um but 
uh, Falau Fainga went real sco- real close to scoring a try as well. They called an offload from Spate forwards, which just didn't look forwards at all in that first half. So that was a, that was a very very tough call. Um, Damian McKenzie at the same time got sixty four points. He had the second highest from the game. He's just running he so was, much more since his time in the He was backs. hungry for that ball. He was involved in when he scored that try. I think he had two or three touches in like that phase of play to score that try. Yeah, he he looks like he's back in the form of twenty seventeen when he was playing fullback and just loved running the ball. Yeah. Yep. So a huge game from him. Poey as well, just massive, 53 points, and he was just everywhere. He's a freak. Yep. Long live Poey. Moving on, Hurricanes Blues. <clears throat> so Hurricanes Blues, we had Bodie Barrett and Fafita returning from concussions, who said they were probably allowed to play last week. Um, but, yeah, no, they returned this week. Shields returned from being rested, and Pulu was back from a little back injury as well. Uh, new injuries were uh, Mattia Martin, we're not exactly sure what's happened. Parsons, again, was pulled pre-game. So, I mean... A couple of weeks in a row. Yeah, so expect him to be named and expect him to be, expect him to be pulled next I week. Think, I think it was... I, I wrote it down in the casualty world, but I think it was around 14 or something that he, that he got concussed. So for him to keep getting so close and pulled, there's something big, big going something's, on there. Yeah, something's not right. Um, Nene Milnescuda also had a hamstring or a cork. We're not exactly sure. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, the Hurricanes broke their three-game losing, losing streak, which is a pretty amazing thing to even hear that's, that's something that's possible yeah. for the Hurricanes. They have three games in a season normally. Yeah, holy shit. Um, Shields had his 100th game. He did relatively well with that. One of his better games in the, the year with 37 points. Uh, we were talking about Hooson's shift to 13, um, but he was pretty much Proctor-esque. He, he did nothing, but the back line looked really, really well. Really, really good. So he's the new best outside centre in the world. He is definitely the best outside centre in the yeah. world. Mind um, you, we, we stress he didn't <clears throat> do anything. Yeah, he, nothing. He didn't. <laughs> I didn't uh, see him touch the ball. I oh, think, no, he made a run right near the end of the game and broke a tackle. But other than that, he did nothing. Yeah, I think he touched it once or twice. Yeah. Um, Geordie shifted back to 15, and God, he looked gun again. Yeah. So that's where he needs to stay. Do not put that man in the centres. Um. Other than that, Milner Scooter, he was on the wing. He made four runs, so he didn't get a touch of the ball much, but he made four tackle busts, two line breaks assists, and one try assist with four touches of the ball. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is not bad at all. Um, we had a hashtag Ryan Quaddy this week. Oh, we've been waiting. Mape. Been waiting for so long oh, for that. He went into beast mode and got 111 points. Highest score of the year, we think. Close to it, got to be close. Yeah, there's a couple over 100, but this was massive. Yeah, I think I think it was the most. But, yeah, no, he got his first two tries just showing Rico how to play centre. Rico was out of position, and he just made him look silly. He was barely getting hands to him. Um, yeah, he just kept sucking Rico in. It was pretty ridiculous. Collins also got made to look like a fool. Yeah, I, I still blame Rico for that third one as well. Because off the scrum, he uh, what's his name? <clears throat> TJ Perinara picked up from half, and then the Lucy was coming across, but Rico at inside centre hit in on TJ Perinara, which had Collins then chasing, and then yeah. Lamarpe just went to work and bumped him off. But again, I, I think Rico pretty much handed them three tries with his defensive position. Yeah, he's not an inside centre. No. When it comes to defence. <laughs> no. <clears throat> he, I mean... He has some time to grow. He's still very young, but God, he's not there at the moment. No. 
Um, in terms of other things, I was actually quite baffled that Bowden didn't get a try assist when he got that intercept, juggled the ball, and did the little flick back to Lamape, who runs in a try. Not even a try assist. Not even that last touch try assist. Oh, that was that was so hot as well. Yeah, sick. far out. He, he held that ball for such a short period of time. <laughs> to be able to do that is freakish. Um, yet again, both Rico and Akira proved that they cannot be stopped. Uh, Rico got two tries. He got 71 points with 107 run meters, five tackle busts, and two line breaks. But he was shown up by Kiro, who only got one try, but he got 72 points, one point more, one try less. But he also ran 92 meters, eight tackle busts, and two line breaks. So um, you've mentioned that the top three in this one were Lamape, Rico, and Akira. <laughs> Big fobbers. Yeah, massive, massive. Yeah. Um, Kiwis, but did you play? Who do you play this week in fantasy footy? I just want to go sidetrack a little bit. Can uh, you tell us about that? I might have versed Kagi, and he might have got a record. He might <laughs> have had the best. He had all three. <laughs> oh my god! Rico Kira and yeah. Lamape. He got five of the biggest point scorers of the whole week. I think. So did you win? I did not. <laughs> but no one would have beaten him this week, so it's no, fine. No one was anywhere. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, Perifetta bagged 42 points, demonstrating how good he is with Portland hand running it. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I suppose the, the Hurricanes dominated the Rucks, and that gave him a good platform to, to work from. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll, we'll move on from there. Tar Sunwolves. Yep. So this one was a really interesting game for 40 minutes. And then the Waratahs just having a training run after that. Obviously, all just tipped around the Masawera red card. Which it was a bad tackle. The, by the letter of the law from how it's been all year, that's a red card. It sucks. I don't like that that's the it was, rule. It was late as well, though, wasn't it? It was late well, and dropped just, under the he head. He dumped him on his head and he gave him absolutely no control. He kind of took his hands away, but there was force on the head. Yeah, he probably kind of got an arm out first, but it was a red card. Yeah, Sadly. I don't, I don't want it to be, but if that's the rule, it was definitely a red they were pretty lucky, I thought, not to get another one with Tanaka a little bit later where he went like the that was so much WWF, worse. like DDT, hand around Gordon's head Gordon. and just drove him into the ground. So I don't know yeah, how he like got away with that. neck roll onto his head and it was so much worse. Like yeah. he could have seriously broken they, his neck. They said Tanaka only weighs 35 kilos, so they couldn't have been much force. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they, what they were like saying that. out of the mic. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, with that, basically, we predicted a couple of things. We said that the Sunwolves concede a lot of tries out wide, and we said that the Lucys normally score some points against them as well. And we're proud to say we actually got one right. Tekeli Nayaravoro top scored this one with 105 points with two tries. He also had a try assist, four line breaks, 231 run metres. There you go. There's his third in the year. Wow. Uh, Eight tackle busts, three offloads. And you also had another two tries to Izzy Folau, who got 80 points, 160 run metres himself, three line breaks, two line break assists, five tackle busts and offload, just massive. Um, sadly, uh, what's his name, Cam Clark, on the other side, didn't get involved quite as much. He did a fair bit of good work, but it just wasn't the thing that was turning the, the game no. into tries. Whereas those two were just, every time they touched the ball, they looked pretty unstoppable. Flower in the first half against a full team, and then <clears throat> Tankelly just smashing them in the second half. We were talking about the loose forwards. We think we're going to have a good impact as well. It was interesting that Jed Holloway, who's made that shift to lock, really looked good in loose again. Yeah. He looked really, really solid. I, I don't know what it is, that shift back into second row. has just reinvigorated, reinvigorated the man. Yeah, he looked a little bit lost, but I think their game plan right now suits Jed a lot more. Yeah. 
in if he's going to play open road, he's yeah he's got that license to run around a little bit more. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Sam Malusi's as well. Will Miller had a cracking game for sixty four points and just worked his ass off. He had a try as well. Uh, nine runs. The funny thing is that they asked him not to be Hooper. They go, don't be Hooper, be yourself. And he has not been Hooper. He has been getting good fantasy points. <laughs> Hooper was disappointing this right. year. No, he was pretty disappointing this year uh, in terms of his fantasy points and in terms of his rugby too. He has been, yeah. Yeah, he has been. I guess you can't argue, but Will Miller has just been awesome, I guess, is the takeaway. I'm just looking up his tackles, so I'm stalling my best, doing a bad job. Uh, made 10 you know, tackles as well. So yeah. so maybe not as many as the last week, but still just, I, I don't know. I don't think the Waratahs made any tackles in the second half. Yep. Uh, so Kobe Kepu also had a really good game, scored a very, very good try. Um, he's just the beast that the, the, the Waratahs and the Wallabies love. He got 71 points. And That's there was huge. a few other points around there for everybody in that second half. But, you know, shout out to Akihito Yamada, who scored a couple of tries, including that goose step around Easy Flower. That was Look, outrageous. It was such a weird little goose step. I'm not really sure how it pulled Flower up. It was the old stop and go. It made Flower decelerate, <laughs> and then he just had that acceleration off the mark to get around him. But it, it always, I think it always looks so much more classy if you dummy and step inwards. Yeah. And that, that holds him up. That seems to be the thing that normally holds a man up. Not a goose step like that. Like, what do you think he's going to do? Just absolutely stop on the spot? Like, how does that fool someone? Yeah, I don't know. But it worked. <laughs> yeah. Don't argue with the results, Nelson. Yeah. Uh, Falau obviously made his comeback this week, as did a few of the, the Summers internationals. We won't go through all of them. I think there were six new players in that lineup, five internationals. Cam Clark did obviously pass his concussion as well. And then you had new injuries to Fitzpatrick, who came off with a dislocated finger that was just... Really affecting his line-out throwing, so Latu got on there. Stewie Little, um, the inside <laughs> centre, our favourite player. Um, son of Walter. Yep. 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 Uh, came off and had an elbow injury, so that will be massive next week if he's not right. Uh, Ed well, Quirk concussion and Grant Hadding has now been sent home apparently to Japan with an unspecified injury, so there's a few more casualties there for the Sunwolves before their last game. Do you think it could be a groin injury? Maybe a rash, something like that, Grant <laughs> Another tour injury. It's been weeks and weeks since that's come up, Nelson. We'll just talk down the Hurricanes touring. Okay. We, won't, we won't bring that up. We won't bring that up. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, the Sunwolves, uh, let's see. We thought that they were going to get pumped by 21.75 points, as they did all, all over their averages the last four, and I think they were probably on, on track for that until they got red-carded. They pretty much do really badly away from home, except for last week against the Brumbies. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. <laughs> that was the only one they haven't looked terrible away from home. That's that's uh, uh, no, that's all the points. Yeah, no, that's right. We'll move on. We'll move on. I'll see you go, Bulls Jags. Yeah, so Bulls Jags returning from injury. Kramer returned from a pelvic bone injury late last week. Um, Montoya was a late withdrawal last week as well. In terms of the new injuries, Jenkins was uh, pulled pre-game with a calf tear. Do we know how bad that is yet? Uh, no, they haven't said anything. Yep. And Ruben Van Heerden, who? Yep, that's what I thought. He got injured too. <laughs> he was the one that came on for Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I actually checked. When I saw that, I went, oh, that guy doesn't exist. Ultimate <clears throat> Rugby's made a mistake. So yeah. I searched three times through the game trying to work out who <laughs> yeah. Ruben was. Anyway, he did play. You just, you just didn't see him, and then he went off the field. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this game really wasn't a game of two halves. It was a game of 
a quarter versus three quarters. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a good half really for the Jags as a whole. The first 20 minutes, they seemed to look really, really solid. Um, they had rush defense. They were good in the rucks. Um, the line speed was really, really solid. Quick hands, they seemed to be getting that extra pass off, that extra little offload extra, off. Extra two or three. Like, they just threw so many passes on the line and in that first 20. Always someone there to, to catch them. Mm. Um, but as soon as they hit that 20-minute mark, which how much were they out by a couple of tries? 17-0. Yeah, 17-0. They just turned off. Um, three tries, three yeah, tries. Yeah, their ball slowed down. Um, they just seemed to lack that go-forward that they had, and the Bulls really capitalised on, on that over that last 60 minutes. It looked like I think the Bulls' line speed picked up a fair bit, and they were kind of getting getting them behind the gain line and slowing the ball down, and the whole game just changed. You got Pollard steering them around after that, who can just control field position and you know plug the corners. They they really turned the game on its head. Yeah, um, the fantasy man of the match was Buffelli. He walked away with ninety two points, which is nothing to be scoffed at. Um, he got one hundred and forty eight run meters off thirteen runs. He got six tackle busts, seven offloads. There you go. We're talking about throwing those passes. Four line break assists, one line break, um, and one try assist. So that is some pretty big stuff. I don't understand where 92 points comes from. That's gigantic. He probably made a few good tackles. He got six tackle busts, seven offloads. Still, 92 is massive. And he's still got, what, 14, 30, almost 30 points off his runs. Yeah. That alone. Throw the other stuff on top of it. Yeah, fair enough. Try assist as well. Um, I mean, this this game was really a game with a lot of points. Pablo Matera got 86 points. He scored two tries, eight tackle busts, uh, three line breaks, which is pretty big stuff from him. From Lucy. Yeah, big stuff. Moyano got 65 points. He himself got eight tackle busts. It was a game where no one really wanted to tackle, apparently, um, at least for the Bulls, that is. So in total, it looks like the Bulls got... How many missed tackles? They missed 53 tackles. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I hadn't looked at that before. Holy shit. Wow. And the Jags missed 27. So that is really woeful. The the, oh, the um, Bulls legitimately missed a, third, a quarter of their tackles. They made 168. They missed 53. I can't believe the Jags lost that game. They really threw it away after Money. they had that lead. The Jags missed a quarter of the tackles as well. They just didn't have to make as many. <laughs> yeah, they have made half as many. Yeah. Um, in terms of the Bulls, he had some pretty big scores. Van Starden got 60 points. He bagged himself a try and had seven tackle busts. Coetzee, who has moved to inside centre. Is this his second game in a row? I think he's played inside centre. Yeah, um, I think so. Who, he is a centre in fantasy. He's been playing a lot on the wing. But, yeah, he scored himself 58 points, got 180, 108 run metres, six tackle busts to try, try assist, which is some pretty good stuff. But He was good, yeah. yeah. Look, that, this is probably the best game I've seen. I know he's scoring some points when he was on the wing. but He was a good finisher on the wing, but here I think he showed that he's, he's got a bit bit more of a rounded game. Yeah, a bit yeah. more to offer. <clears throat> um, I, I suppose it's no surprise, RG Snyman got 55 points. Beast. He is a beast. So three line-out wins, which isn't... Necessarily huge for a, a line-out jumper, but he got three offloads, a tackle bust, 65 run meters, two line break assists. So he basically just doing a bit of everything. Um, yeah, pretty much if you had anyone in this game, you were going to get some points. <laughs> Unless you had Garcia, is it Bolta? Yeah. Yeah, he got four. He is poo. <laughs> but, <laughs> is he the only single digit? I think no, so. no, no, no. Uh, Van Heeren, he said, got seven. <laughs> They are the only two starters that got less than 10 points. Van Heerden got injured, though, to be fair. Yeah, true. 
If you'd rather Van Van Vuren, he got twelve. So Van's pretty poor all around. He didn't he didn't bite anyone or headbutt anyone or anything though. So that's a win from him, I reckon. Yeah, pretty solid. Pretty solid for him. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's it. We'll move right along. Cool. Storm of Sharks, the last game of the week. Uh, you had Uvilluen getting his first run in a long time at outside centre. He looked really solid. You had Schickling coming back from that ruptured peck right at the beginning of the season, who started the season so well um, and then just made a little bit of an impact. Didn't get as many minutes as I'm sure he would have liked. But either way, it was good to see him back on the field. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Kobas of Isse next week if they, they shuffle him back in the Lucies and get rid of Kobas of Van Dijk so they can put Schickling in or, or what they're going to do around that. Uh, you also had Nkozi, who uh, was coming back from a one-weeker when he got pulled last week, and he then re-injured his ankle this week, so didn't see too much from him. Yep. You had Kobas van Dijk who is the centre, I think he came across from the Stormers last year, who was uh, he was yes. a good finisher. So. Yeah, but scored a try, um, but this is the first time he's had the ball, so another winger uh, ranked above Mapimpi. Yep. Mapimpi. Uh, injuries in this one, Jacob, Jacobus van Dijk, I know what you're thinking. I don't Jacobus? know who he is either. Is it Jacobus? He, probably. <laughs> I'd have to. You'd have to ask him. Concussion for him. Uh, Dialendo, who was having a ripper game, injured his arm in a tackle from the Giant, where he just bossed him over the sideline. And Jean-Luc Duplessis had a hip injury. He uh, he got pulled pre-game, so they had a new bloke <clears throat> on there. Dan Dupriez apparently was. Uh, he got taken off in a stretcher and taken straight to hospital for scans. They said it was more precautionary than anything, but definitely in doubt for the following week. Then you had Thomas Dutoit also come off from the Sharks and he was icing his shoulder on the sideline. So it was just uh, the the walking wounded this week for the Sharkies. Yep. Um, this was a game of two teams just playing completely contrasting styles. You had Stormers having their last crack for the season. They looked like they really wanted to throw the ball around more than I'd seen from them. Um, we'd predicted that DLND wouldn't really get much going on just because of the fact that the Giant is such a brick wall in D. But yep. instead, he just drifted wide, and he made line breaks out wide. He was throwing offloads. He was probably the best player in the park when he was there before he got injured. Um, I should probably tell you his points. DLND? Um, yeah. I think it was uh, 29 points. 29, yeah. Disappointing because he looked really, really good on the field. Yeah. Uh, the, the man that benefited was the guy hitting holes outside of him, Uvilluen, who top scored with 49 points. Yeah. Um, then on the other side, you had the Sharkies, who it looked like at the start they thought they were just going to kind of roll through the forwards and kick their corners, but the, shark, the forwards just <coughs> weren't getting the job done. So it took them a long time to get into the game. You had Lacanio M breaking a few tackles and made 46 points, so he looked quite solid. But there wasn't too much from the Sharks outside of that. Um, we thought that maybe the outside backs would get a bit of a run for the Stormers, who this week it was Dylan Lades, who came third on 41 points. He looked really good. You also had um, Raymond Hull for the uh, Cheetahs convert, who is just the worst player on the planet right now. Yeah. Um, he got 30 points. Congratulations, him because I don't know how he did it. Um, he almost scored about 100 points, but he blew every single opportunity. Um, and then who was who was on the other wing, man? The, the bloke that we can never remember his... Oh, yes. <laughs> never remember his nickname. That's pretty Engelbrecht. Rough. Yeah. JJ Engelbrecht. We'll leave it at that. He only got 15 points, so he was disappointed. Didn't really get involved in the game. But the uh, the other two outside backs went really well. Yep. What did, what did you think of... I didn't get to see this match. Joshua Stander at 10. Yep. I thought he was pretty crap. 
Um, it took me about half an hour to realise that he wasn't Jean-Luc. <laughs> he looked a little bit like him from a distance. I know close-up, he doesn't look like him. He but looks like Engelbrecht close-up. <laughs> he does. Anyway, he, um, he, was, he kicked his corners and he looked like he was doing the right thing, but his accuracy was just off. He missed so, his mark, he missed his kicks, he didn't throw anything that looked like an attacking pass, but he played in that same Jean-Luc style of just sitting way behind the attacking line and just kind of throwing the ball around and just trying to facilitate and wait for someone else to make something happen for him. So you'd say he looked like a man who'd only played four minutes of Super Rugby before? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty shit. So he was very disappointing. Um, and uh, just a stretch of rule is just god awful. For a bloke I thought was, you know, showing some real promise last year, he's so bad. He had that intercept where he bombed it. He had a couple of, oh, I don't know, he's just bad. I won't I won't get caught on now. I, yep. I, I feel like I'll get caught up. That was about <laughs> that was about it from this one. So yep. that's the that's all the reviews for this week. Yeah, that's it. Uh, what do you have after you on Trainos? I think we go straight to our main course. And I've been cooking this one up for a few hours, mate. Ooh. It's a bit of a slow cooker. What's for dinner? Oh, what did we have for dinner? No, what are we having? <laughs> well, the first one's our Chiefs vs. Hurricanes. A bit of a Kiwi derby, mate. Tell me more. So uh, we've got Retallick, quite potentially, the, I mean, not quite potentially the world's best lock. He is the world's best lock, quite potentially and returning <laughs> from a pec injury. And Laulala, who had a bit of a forearm surgery. We're thinking he might return. He's yeah, he's not, a, he's not a definite. He's quite a good chance. Yeah, he's quite a good chance. But it'd so, be first run of the entire year, so surely they'd put him on the bench. Yeah, you'd think so. So we were we were calling this the battle for the fourth place, but I suppose it's a bit of a stretch. But it does sound good, so we thought we'd leave it in there. Yep. Um, so the Hurricanes are currently sitting five points clear of the Chiefs on the table. But if the Chiefs... I mean, for them to earn a, a home final, so they get into fourth, they need to win this with a bonus point, but they need to win by over 44 points. So it's doable. You're just not going to put my, any money on it. It's just going to be a rematch next week if the Chiefs can get the win, though. Yeah, it's true, but at home. Yeah. So you you want to be at home. That's true, That's yeah. the big difference. In a, in a final, I mean, two weeks in a row, the same match at the same place is a bit odd, but yeah. It's not, not too shabby. Um, the last matchup that they versed each other, obviously, was in Wellington, and the Canes got up 25-13. to 13. However, both these teams do look quite different with a, a lot of injuries in their back line and a couple of the forwards as well. The last time they actually played at Waikato Stadium, the Chiefs got up 26-18. So that was la- early last year. I think it was in March. Um, Chiefs have lost two at home this year against the Crusaders by 14 points and the Jags by four. So... I mean, they've lost a couple, but they're still pretty solid at home. Uh, they looked a bit off the, the pace in the back end of that Brumbies match last week. Yeah, I thought that, that's two games in a row where they've come out and looked really <clears> solid and then just kind of faded away. They were pretty lucky last week, I thought. It feels like a bit of fitness, mate. Fitness or drive? What, what do you reckon it is? I don't think it's fitness. The All Blacks players and the, the Kiwis are always pretty fit, but they just maybe it's just a long season. Yeah. Um, so maybe fitness. <laughs> So Wainui is likely out with his shoulder injury we talked about a little bit earlier, meaning we're probably going to see Fa'auli come into centre and Nanai shifting to that 13. I mean, one thing to take out of that, expect Lamape to dominate Fa'auli. Yeah. Absolutely dominate yeah. him. Look, having said that, Fa'auli can put a shot on. Yeah, but he's just not going to touch him. He's not, he's not going <laughs> to be as bad as what Rico was at centre. Yeah, it's true. He'll, he'll be a better defender, but still... Expect him to lose that battle. Yeah. Um, we think, I mean, Nene, Nene only had a, a bit of a cork, we're, we're assuming, last week. That's what it looked like. But if he's not right, expect, blam, to return. 
to fulfil his destiny and take that top try scoring spot. Oh yeah, is he one off it? He's even. He just got yeah, he's even. He needs yeah one off to to take the lead. Yeah, uh, to take the lead by himself. So the Hurricanes, they had a three-game, or they're on a three-game losing streak away from home. Yeah, that's right. They obviously won last week at home. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, still three games away from home. It was funny Can to they break it. Which it was funny to see the entire change to the Hurricanes game was they weren't getting the same drive out of their back line. And two weeks ago, when they lost, you know, this stat came out. The commentators were saying where Lamarck only got the ball twice in the entire game, and he's their go forward guy. So clearly, Colin Cooper's just gone, boys. Just give the boy <clears throat> ball short line to Lamarpe, and yeah. then we'll just see what happens after that. Yeah. We'll and it just them tore up. them to shreds. Yeah. So more or less, if you've got Fauli or. McKenzie or someone like that trying to tackle him. They're all solid defenders and 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 Natai as well. But if they can kind of get over the gain line there and get his, and he can get his hands free, there's going to be trouble. That's that's where the Chiefs have to stop the game, surely. Yeah, definitely. There'll, there'll be quite a few changes as well around those back, so it'll be interesting to see how they well, they match up. will get a rest. Yeah. So Hurricanes to win by lots. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Marty will be playing ten. Yeah. You never know. Maybe they'll call Stephen Donald back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Who else can we give, get? Give the man a crack. Red Summers. Yeah. All right. So no one really expected to come back from injury. Uh, we we talked about the new ones through the Sunwolves, especially last week. So I think they're going to really, really struggle without Michael Little kind of steering the ship around. Uh, expect Hayden Parker, who now misses goals, by the way, after hitting the record of 37 in a row against the Tars. That's, he missed. That is huge. Beat the old record seven of, in a row. Beat the old record of Peter Grant at 28. Yeah, and beats, uh, what's his name from league as well, which yeah, was the Bulldogs massive. fella. Yeah. Yeah, El Masri. El Masri. Who had 34 or 35. Yeah, and he was a good bloke, so we'll give him a shout-out. Yeah. Um, so it's just going to be... They're going to need to keep the Reds scoreless and keep their goals, I think, if they're going to win this one. But I don't see it happening. Um, I think they're really going to struggle without Little, without Hatting as well, who seems to be a bit of a boss around the tight spaces and the line-out as well. Um, looking at their form, the Reds score or the Reds games have an average of 67 points over the last six games the Sunwolves have an average of 74 points in the last six games so I'm expecting a really high scoring game from two teams that go bugger it we've got nothing to lose end of the year let's just throw the ball around yeah so based on that no one I think would look at Reds and Sunwolves players to pick up fantasy points especially not Patea not at all. <laughs> no. But uh, I would be thinking Patea, Powell as well. Duncan Powell? Powell. Uh, Powell. Duncan Powell. Powell. Those two guys, <laughs> you should be looking at being a lot more valuable. The main thing we would suggest is Pay-a-wa. don't pick up Nabuli. <laughs> yeah, do not pick up Nabuli. That definitely translate to junk from Fijian. But Daguna as well, obviously, just keeps on scoring. Came back, had his first start in a while last week and scored really well as well. Um, the other one is Yamada. You know, we, we talked about the Rebels not exposing the outside backs and that new combination at 13, 14, 15, and 11. I, I think the Summers play really wide. So I think if Emery yeah. is out there, he could take advantage Look, as a, that, bit, a man with a bit of vision. That Summers game plan of playing wide and playing quite loose could actually be a good game plan to take on the Reds when they've got this terrible defensive wingers and outside centre. So mm. that could be something that and would look quite good for them. They're not going to go through the middle of them. They're just not. No. The Reds, that's the, the Reds' biggest strength. So I think that it should be a really interesting matchup anyway. Look, if you're a Sunwolves player, you just don't run at the Tonga Thor. Or you don't tackle them. 
You just let him go. Let him do what he wants to do, and you stay very far away from the man. Yeah, I think there's going to be some points for Tongan Thor and the, the Reds front row again as well. I hope he just runs at the smallest, littlest, Asianist blokes he can find. Very racist. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> All right. Highlanders, Rebels, Nos, what do you got for us? Uh, probably not much. Um, Highlanders, Rebels. So, I mean, we're hoping Will Genia returns from his fractured arm, which would be a pretty amazingly quick return from surgery. Um, Coleman, we think he's a, a good return, a good chance to return from an adductor injury. Um, other things we were questioning, so Buckman, we're not 100% sure what's going on with him, but will we see Tavita Lee back on the wing? Or has is he done his dash and is he is he just out of favour and he, he's not going to get a start? Yeah, well, two weeks left. I'm expecting that a lot of people dropped Tavita Lee last week when he got sacked. So he could be a big point scorer against a, a rebel side that arguably doesn't have very good defence. Yeah. The Highlanders could put a lot of points on him. He could be massive. He, he could be a man that's going to get you a lot of points. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, so I mean, this is a huge game for the Rebels. So they let that chance slide to lock themselves into the finals mixture last week. Um, but they need to definitely get a win to this week so they can hold out the trailing Sharks, who are up against the Jags and are only three points behind them, and against the Brumby and the Brumbies, who are against the Tars, who are five points behind them. Yep. So I mean, a win here locks them in. So, I mean, the destiny, again, is in their own hands. Shouldn't be short of motivation. No, definitely not. Mind you, it didn't seem to help them last week. No. Um, In terms of other things, yeah, the Rebels could actually leapfrog the Highlanders if they beat them here. So they need to get a bonus point win. And I think, score-wise, I'm not sure how far. It doesn't have to be a huge win, but they can actually leapfrog them. Yeah, as long as uh, as long as the Highlanders don't get a bonus point, I don't know that's going to happen. Neither do I. Interesting. I'm just just saying it. So I mean, both the teams uh, have had a couple losses. Both the teams really want to have a win here to to secure their their positions. So again, it's going to be another cracking game. Yeah, looking forward to it. Some of these games where there's final places, finals places up for grabs, I think make it really really interesting. Hopefully, we see some see some blood. <laughs> yep, okay. Yeah. Crusaders Give Blitz. Giving it a crack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears. No, it's blood. Okay. <laughs> just, just, I mean, deck someone, you hit them hard, I don't care. Don't walk off that field unless you're bleeding. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm, now I know what you're about. <laughs> um, all right, Crusaders Blues. So we got a few guys that are potentially back Tim Perry and Tim Bateman, who we thought both could have been available last week. The Tims. Um, the Tims. Both had hamstring injuries that, that uh, may well be in the mix. Just depends on what the makeup there is uh, with Moody and if they keep playing Hunt on the, the bench as well. Parsons is obviously a, a potential as well, but I wouldn't be holding on to him. I wouldn't be uh, rating him as a good chance to play considering what's happened so far. But now that I've said that, he'll probably play. Yep. Uh, our prediction, or the question we thought we should ask, is the Crusaders by how many points? Because clearly everyone wants Crusaders players right now for their yep. fantasy finals. Um, that's a no-brainer. Tamana Valley's been poo. The rest of the back line has been very good. Yep. So where do the points come from? To me, I just went back to the most recent game because I think that there's not a lot of history with the Blues back line that they're running. You've got to go back to where's the weaknesses and the centre pairing was the weakness. Rico yep. Ioani, Michael Collins, neither of them play at inside and outside centre. So they're both out of position. They have no chemistry whatsoever, no history playing together there. And they're also untried really outside of Perifetta as well, who is is also not a defensive beast either. So 
10, 12, 13 channel is where the chances are. I don't see them playing the La Marpe crash ball style through Ryan Crotty. He seems no. to be a bit more of a facilitator. So I think you'll see Goodhue get a little bit of work kind of crashing in there. So he could be up for a few points. But I think that the way the Crusaders will play it more likely is they're going to drop that little inside ball to Tamana Valu, who yeah. I actually am going to tip for a big game this week. If he starts. If he starts, but I think he will. And uh, why, why do you think he won't? Because he was junk, Matei was good, and he can cover more positions off the bench. Maybe. But he they, can, they, he can come on like, for Crotty late. Or... They're liking the ability of just shifting him into outside center yeah. later in the game. And I think that's actually where he's been getting a lot of his points. So yeah. if that's the channel he's going to be running, mm. then, yeah, maybe you're right and he's, you can expect some points from him. Yeah. And uh, Havili could potentially get some through there as well. So they're probably my big two picks. Um, I also thought, look, Kieran Reid got like 18 points or something junk last week. But he played, what, half a match or something like that or a bit more 45 minutes, yeah. yeah. I, I basically thought that this week he's much more likely to get up around his 2017 average of 42 points. He might not play the full 80, but I think he'll go pretty close knowing that the finals are the next week. Yeah, he needs and to give it a crack. He's, he's a machine. He's one of those blokes that if he needed to play 75 minutes or 80 minutes in the first game, he probably could well have done it. Yep. So, big game from him coming, I think. And he'll get to contain Akira, so that'll be good fun watching that match up unfold. Um, the other one that I thought could be interesting is the, the Blues front row is up there with the Rebels. It's just the most junk front row running around. So I'm expecting Cody Taylor to score some big points. Not only is there just going to be a little bit of space tight, but the rolling more for the Crusaders is rock solid. Makaleo has been scoring a lot of points for them if that. So Cody Taylor, I reckon, will be up for some big, big points. If you can buy him a little bit cheaper than maybe what some people are, are rating him, he'd be a very, very good one to get a hold of. He's got a 37 average, so I don't know what that ranks him in the hookers. But uh, he could potentially be a big buy this week. Yep. Uh, is that, that all you got for him? <coughs> That's it. I just I mean, talk lots, but I mean, I just turned out. Okay, Waratahs Brumbies. Yeah. What, what would you like, Nelson? I was just too excited to see the Waratahs again. Bit, uh, bit on fire at the moment, I reckon. Against a really poor Sunwolf, so I can't take too much from it, but that's fine. And look, I mean, the Tars can lock in a second place uh, position here. All they've got to really do is take over that uh, form of the Brumbies and, and take a win here. So, I mean, the Brumbies have a shot at the finals. All they need to do is get a bonus point and hope for lots of other stuff to go their way. <laughs> so, I mean, they're going to be banking on the Highlanders to lose versus the Rebels, and they're going to bank on the Sharks to lose versus the Jags. So, I mean, that's that's three big results that they need. But, I mean, they're going to come out firing, surely. I think this will be um, a really, really good game again. This is going to be a great Aussie derby. The Brumbies are in a rich vein of form, really. They um, came close to the Chiefs last week, beat the Canes the week before. Mm. As you sort of chat to me about a bit earlier, that really seemed like they shift when they were over in South Africa. That's where they started to sort of come, yeah. come good. Um, mind you, the only time that didn't count is when they just beat the Sunwolves three rounds ago. Yeah, that wasn't their best performance. Yeah, But other than that, they've been looking pretty good. Um, look, my guess is that Tars will probably be too good, but I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, the things that I think are going to be the most interesting battles is the veteran Pocock, who got 53 points last week and is in a 40-point average over the last three, versus the rookie Miller, who bagged 64 points last week and over the last three is on 39.3 points. They both play different styles of footy, but they're both pretty strong over the ball. You definitely give that to Pocock. But, I mean, it's two, two fairly 
good players in, in good form, I'd say. So it's going to be a good matchup. Mm. Another one is the legend versus the apprentice at fullback. Falau versus Banks. Mm. It's it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, they're both pretty good in the air. Obviously, Falau's stronger there. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if... You see how a player can sit Falau up in a position. I wouldn't be surprised if a Banks has that sort of ability to, to stand him back there and, and, and take that space in the wing as well. He's really quick. Yeah. Yeah. So if he can if he can slow him up and then and then try and burn him on the wing, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him do something similar to Yamada. I think it's probably one of those ones where you're not going to see them go head to head too often. Hopefully we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to, but I, yeah. don't, I don't think so. And hopefully we see Banks kill it. No, we're Waratahs fans. Yeah, we're... no, no. We want, we want the Waratahs <laughs> to win, but we want competition and we yeah. want good players. True, true. We know Falau's good. Right. We want Banks to prove himself. Fair call. All right. Thank you. Um, but no, this will be a good game. Make sure you watch and make sure you get there. I mean, it's the last game before the finals. If they win this, the Tars definitely have a home semi. And if, if they win that... Assuming they win their quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get too ahead of yourself. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I meant quarter. And then if they win that, a home semi. And then yep. they'll probably lose to the Crusaders in the final if they win those next few matches. So we'll see how we go. Yep. Yep. Big game. Can't wait. Lions the balls. Lions-Bulls, second last game of the week. Uh, we're expecting near Kanye, Berger and Ishmael, who we, we actually thought all three of them would be back <clears> last week or, or they were said to be very close. Should all be back this week. So famous last words, but that's what we're expecting to see. Um, the Bulls are playing away from home and they've only won one this year away from home. That was against the Sharks. I think it was, it was a solid win, 30-10 to 10 or something. But either way, um, they're not really good away from Pretoria. Um, when they played earlier, Bulls at home, it was 49-35 to the Lions, so they've got kind of one up them uh, in the head-to-head. Yep. So my expectation, well, my I, what I think should happen is that White will, will be, you know, second game back, playing well. Malcolm Marks was straight back into his work last week. They should be too strong for them. Um, but I think really more likely is that Pollard's going to be the key to the game. Yep. I think the Bulls with the likes of Marco Van Staden um, can kind of match them pretty well in the Lucy's. The front row, maybe you give the, the edge to the Lions, but through the, the the locks and the back row, I think it's pretty even. Yep. And then from there, it just comes down to if Pollard can control the ball better than Yanchi's, which I think he can, Yeah. then it should be can. a really, really interesting match. If they can play anything like they did for the last 60 against the Jags, despite missing a 1,000 tackles, they might give it a really good crack. Yep. Another one here where I think there could be a lot of points in it, so good for some fantasy points, I think. Stay away from Mapoe like the like the play because the bloke cannot score points this week. But you could see Vorster playing against uh, Kotsier or Berger who just haven't had a lot of time there. Um, you could see some points around the outside backs as well. So Combrink's come into some good form. Obviously, obviously Giancci is a super exciting player. And interestingly, Jumba Yulengo, after we shattered him last week, pulled his <laughs> finger out and looked pretty solid. He's a big boy and got into his work this week finally and, uh, and, and showed why he was getting picked. So if they do choose to keep him and drop... Who's the other bloke? Erasmus or some... Some yeah. absolutely junk outside back. I, I, I would have gotten his wrong, name wrong, but it's because he's just not good enough not for me worth to, it. to really care. Yeah, so but hopefully he, they go back to last year's pairing of Ishmael and uh, Ulengo. Yeah, hopefully he performs like he did last year as well. Yep. Continues that sort of very recent form. We can't say form if it's only one or so game, but yep. yeah, continues from there. 
Yeah, that's right. I think um, the other one is Jesse Creel and and the and whoever the other center is. They've been playing quite well and scoring pretty well. I think Vorstrom Mapo's defense is pretty solid. I don't think that's where the opportunity is yeah. against the Lions. So it's probably not where they're going to score their points. I think it's probably more like down Deanche's wing or maybe even in tight around the ten channel. So maybe not too many points for Jesse Creel this week. Yep, that's for you. If you heard me yawn there, sorry guys, it's eleven fifteen. So. That's just uh, something that you're going to have to put up with. So the final game of the week... So you won't stall any longer, go. <laughs> is, the Sharks, ...is the Sharks versus the Jags. So no one's really returning from here. One thing I think we can notice is that there are going to be two Duprees likely missing for the Sharks. Mm. And that hurts. Two big meter makers in the forward pack. Um, so the Sharks need a win to try and scrape themselves into the finals here. Um, they're, yeah, they're normally quite dominant through the forwards, but that's going to be something, as I just sort of said, is, is going to really take a hit in this week with mi- missing those two brothers. Um, I think you were saying you reckon Tyler Paul could be a smoky this week. I think um, he could be a massive smoky this could week. Could be actually. playing in the Lucies, is sort of what you were alluding to. Yeah, so um, he's, he's a lock. Yeah, so it could be fantasy gold. Mm. He, uh, he did it a couple of times earlier in the year, and then when Dan got injured, he was the one that shifted out as well. Yep. So I, I think it'd be a real good pickup. So it was only three rounds ago that we had to sort of watch this this matchup. Um, the Jags took it twenty nine to thirteen. So I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see a similar result. Yes, the Sharks are at home. Yes, the the Jags played pretty poorly for a good chunk of last week. They both actually came off a, a loss last week. Um, but it will be really interesting to see where this game goes. Uh, it's another one of those matches where there's a lot a lot at stake. Um, uh, other people that I suppose could have a big influence in this game, Sanchez has been in quite good form. He's got a 38.7 form this year. He got 52 points last week. Pablo Matera has been running a bit of a muck, got 86 points last week. So, I mean, I think there's going to be quite a few points out there. But, yeah, it'll be interesting how it goes. Lacanio M had a pretty strong game this week. You think he isn't as good as he maybe showed oh, this week? He's still a good fantasy player and, and runs well. But if he comes up against a good defensive centre pairing, I think they keep him pretty quiet. Yeah. So I think the the Jags kind of experimented and they, they put... Um, who, who is their outside back that got their first run this week? Um, uh, yes. Ma- uh, I'm going to say it wrong. You will. Yeah. So I'll let you look it up. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, they didn't play Montero at outside centre as they normally have. So yeah. I think by putting him back in there, I'm sure they'll shore that up and there won't be the same defensive holes. Uh, they played Moroni, Matias Moroni. There, I knew it started with him. I just couldn't find it. Yeah, so I don't think that he'll get another run after the, the form that they showed. Yep, and I think it'll be interesting as well to see, I mean, the, the Sharks like to mix up their back three. Um, do we see Mapimpi have another crack no. um, and perform poorly? Or do you see the, what's been going on with Mvovo, Nkosi, well, and Bosch? Nkosi's in doubt with his ankle injury. So, so I who's going to replace him? Kobus van Dijk, or van Dijk sorry, is, is a good opportunity. I think he's a good scorer when he starts. was last year as well. Doesn't normally get consistent starts, but yep. he's, he's a good player. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't say any of the outside backs of the Jags are up there as rock solid defensively either. So he's not he's not a bad smokey, I think, as well. Yeah, they score their points mainly in attack, that's for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, look, I, I think it'll be an interesting game. There could be some points out there, um, but it just depends on who pick? turns up. Who's your pick? Give me one. In terms of who's going to do well. 
Yeah, I've got another one for you. You want another one? Yep, go for it. Marcos Crema, I'm expecting to start again. So first came back from an yep. injury, uh, probably take La- Lazana's spot. Um, I know they got big wraps on him and he just scores really well. Yep. That's it for the, the previews, I reckon. So good luck in all your finals. Yeah, good um, luck. We were going to do a really quick dessert, but I think we pretty much covered it because our dessert was going to be our smoky picks. Yeah, we're going to do a smoky pick of each position. Do you want to quickly do that? All right, let's do it. Come on. What do we got? What comes after you, mate, Nelson? Uh, I'll line them up. You knock them down. Yep, so it is. What you going what you gonna do with that dessert? Just so you know, we had to let that run so we could just dance a little bit. Dance a bit, just to try and get the energy back in. <laughs> yeah, wake um, so, ourselves up. Okay, so so prop of the round, who's your pick? Are we doing Smokies or are we doing prop of the round? Tell them who the best player is. Who do you go all in on? Look, I'm going all in on Tupa. <laughs> is that fair? Yeah, that's very, very, very fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's a huge chance. Actually, I, I can't think of anyone better than that. So He's against the Sunwolves. Yeah. He's just going to munch people. So, yeah, he's my prop of the week. Who's your hooker of the week? Cody Taylor. Yep. I mentioned him before. Back I just think the Blues, more. yeah, that's right. I think they've got a lot of points from them this week. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, hopefully Retallick gets good minutes back, so he's going to be my pick. It's hard to go past Retallick if he's getting minutes. He's by far the best lock in the world. So, I mean, we're not giving too much insight to say that there. So pick the best ranked lock. <laughs> well, you said who's going to be the best. Yeah, that's true. Fair call. You, you didn't say who's the smoke. Once the best, always the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, there's some big picks around the loose forwards of Mafi, Yuani, Sevilla could be back as well. He's a bit of a smoky chance to get a big score this week. I, I wouldn't be putting my money on Matera or Nasarani. So this, this is a hard one, but I'm going to go out on a limb and stick with the Crusaders and go the All Blacks Capitan, Kieran Reid, for yeah. the top Lucy of the week. That's pretty fair call. I think this this is going to be just something that's going to surprise you here. My halfback of the week. Can you think is who it, it's going to be? Nick Phipps. <laughs> Nick Phipps. Yeah, against he's, the Brumbies, he's just doing well. He's he's been getting thirty one points the last three weeks, but forty six this week. I know against the Samuels, but he's had thirteen point three point average this year, which is absolute junk. But a lot of those have been off the bench, and he is in good form. I'm not saying all his passes will go to hand; that definitely won't happen. But I just think he'll get some points. Okay, he's been he running pa- well. He's he has played well. I'll give it to him. He's played a couple of good games, so fair enough. Mind you, if he tries the dart. Pocock's going to hurt the bloke. But if he's one-on-one with Powell, I mean, it's it's the apprentice, as we said, Powell. It's going to be a, a shit pass-off. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. Yeah. Uh, look, fly halves, there's a few out. So, you know, your, your player's playing out of position, like your McKenzie won't play this week. You've got, um, what's his name from the Rebels? Reese Hodge as well. So there's a few missing. I... Look, the obvious one has to be Richie Moe, so I don't think I'm telling anyone anything from that. But if I had to give you a second option, I would say maybe... I don't want to say pair of franchise. I think the Crusaders are just too solid. I think he's going to be a bad pick this week, so I'm going to go uh, Sanchez. To be fair, Perifetti gets points when they're losing. He it does, does but we're talking really the Crusaders. I'm going Nick Sanchez. He's going to top score this week. He's in awesome form as well, yep. and he's playing the Sharks, and it's a big game for the Jags. So they you know, they broke a lot of tackles last week. I think they've got it in them. Nick Sanchez to top it. Okay, nice. Oh, look, I mean, I think 
centres is going to be one where there could be quite a few big scorers as well. As you sort of alluded to, Tamana Valu hopefully finds a bit of form mm. running through that sort of centre channel. Um, Beal's been in really good form. Uh, people that aren't going to do well is probably going to be Collins. He's just found himself quite lost in that centre position. Um, look, I think Crotty has been coming into good form as well in the centres, and it's probably going to be a game that against the Blues in that centre channel, he could be getting quite a few points, and, and hopefully we find him getting a bit higher than his average this year of 25.7. So so here's your pick. Yeah, look, I, I don't think he's not my solid 100% going to be the best. Well, but he's going to be the biggest improver for me. He's my okay. he's my smoky. Okay, who's your number one then? Who's your numeral uno? Oh, that's something. Does Rico still do it against the Crusaders? He is hard to back against, to be honest. Doesn't matter who he's versing. Uh, Rico is the top scoring centre for the year, so I mean he could be good. But maybe we're going to have to go with Jack Goodhue as my solid pick against the Blues through yeah. that centre channel. Yeah, he'll be my top pick, and his centre pairing Crotty will be my. Second place. Second place. <laughs> there you go. Right, Chris, that is going to score heaps of points against the Blues then. Yes. Um, look, the outside backs, it's hard to go past players that they're the only teams go to. So, you know, the Easy Flowers top scoring right now to Kelly's at third and Damian McKenzie at second is not playing. So those two you have to think are big points purely because that's they, they go to them for every single attacking play at the moment. So, you know, they're the obvious ones. Um, I think if you're looking for someone else where there might be some value, um, I reckon Yamada could be up for another big week. He could be a really good one around those outside backs of the Reds if they can get the ball out. How about a good sneaky pickup of Ben Lamb? Blam Blam against the Chiefs? No, I think, look, if he gets named, he's a very good pick. Um, but I think the other one that I'm going to put my hand up for and say he's going to be the, the top scorer this week is going to be Tavita Lee. I think he's going to get a run. If he doesn't, then I'm just going to flip and say Nahola. But I think he's going to get a run, and against the Rebels' defence, I think the Highlanders are going to carve him up. So yeah. Tavita Lee to top score. Okay. That pretty much wraps us up for the uh, the regular season, else. How do you feel? I feel refreshed. So we're gonna we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk fantasy footy and, and matchups and form for the finals <clears> as well. So don't go away from that. We've got some exciting stuff coming up, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah looking forward to it. Um, we will be prolific as always on the socials. Kagi, if he's not uh, completely left the game of rugby union, he'll be up on Instagram just putting up at least one Instagram a fortnight. Um, and we will be all over Twitter at Fantasy XV Draft. Obviously, check out the website, fantasyxvdraft.com, for the blogs as they roll out. Like we said, Casualty Ward's already out, and the others should be out soon. Look, Thanks I, for listening. I think before we wrap up, I think the way I'd like to shift these this final sort of period is sort of like how we do our fantasy at this sort of time, because we generally redraft each week for finals, mm. and we're looking at one-on-one matchups in different positions. So I think that's going to be a really good thing that we can focus on. Your one-on-one matchups, which 10 is going to perform better in each match, which which hooker is really going to get the better of their, their opposition, and, and those sorts of things. Because there's not as many players, we can go into more depth of those sorts of things, and that's going to be really something valuable. That I mean, even if you're not taking it just for this week, it's going to be good rolling into next year as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I, think, the, I think we're very aware of the fact that not everyone plays the finals the same way we do for, for fantasy footy, so we're still going to be in thick of it and probably even more so than normal whereas you know the other guys hopefully they're uh, they're just loving the form and uh, and throwing some more chat about footy when there's not as much rugby to watch yeah for sure
Cool. Well, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks very much for listening, uh, and good luck in your grand finals this week. Yep.